Hey guys, like the Tech Tradition podcast? Then you should also check out our friends over at DiceJunkies.com. A YouTube channel and a podcast, Dice Junkies brings you gaming and geek news, discussions, reviews, and a whole lot more. Check them out over at DiceJunkies.com. Tell them Tech Tradition sent you. Greetings out there. This is the Tech Petition Podcast for the week of June 5th, 2017. I'm Kerry Brown, and I have my good brother, friend, colleague, Clarence. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing today? <laughs> uh, I'm good. <laughs> Not to be robotic. Okay, let me quit. No, man, I'm doing good, man. Chilling, chilling. Coming off of a great finals game last night. Had a lot of fun oh watching that. Oh my god, dude. Like, it's like LeBron was just like manhandling him <laughs> in the first half. <laughs> I was like, this dude's unstoppable. Dude, I've been saying if ever LeBron just like runs over folks, man, and nobody seems to see it. Just like they don't seem to it's see like, Kyrie like knocking everybody off when he's driving. It's like they're it's blind. Like the- yeah, it's like the thing that gets me about LeBron is that like when he drives, he gets to about like the free throw line and he just, he just raises his off hand, whichever hand he's not dribbling with and he just like shoves the person out of the way and then, you know, finishes his shot. But I'm just like, do they not see him? Mac like, truck, son. Just- Mac truck. Yeah, once he gets going, it's like no. I guess they're too scared to take a charge or something. I don't know. They're like nobody gets in his way. They just like run beside him, like he's a like they're like it's a um stampede or something. Dude, man, well him and and not only him, but man, KD man is unstoppable too. That them dudes are they're on a whole other level, man. And I know you always get this generational thing about how this generation would face up against you know. Uh, the Jordan era, the, the, the Dr. J era, the Magic Johnson era. Man, these dudes now are like beasts. Yeah. They're man beasts. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's the thing that, you know, I feel like they bring a level of athleticism that we never saw in Jordan's era. At least not from the superstars. You had players like Harold Miner, and I guess to a certain extent, like Vic, Vince Carter, who was like super, super athletic. Yeah. He was never like the best player in the league, you know? It was like back then, they were few and far between. You know, I think Dominique was kind of like a beast as far as like yeah, physicality. Yeah, Dominique, yeah. And mm-hmm. it's just like few, I mean, Shaq, of course, but it's just like few and far between, man. But like freaking LeBron and, um, KD, man, they like on a whole nother level, man. It's, it's ridiculous. And the other thing about KD is like he's seven feet tall, right? And he can dribble like a point guard yeah. and he can shoot like a shooting guard. It's like he just, it, he's dangerous no matter where he is on the floor. So in, I mean, and he actually plays D now. So <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think Cleveland has a chance, man. I don't think they have a snowball's chance, but, but it's not over because just like last year, they were up uh, three games of one. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, but they didn't have Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what everybody seems to forget. Yeah, yeah I know they blew a lead yeah. last year, but they didn't have they didn't have the other M- like they have the MVPs for the last three years on their team. Yeah, and plus what's called didn't even show up last year, so uh, Steph. yeah, Curry didn't play well either. Yeah. And then like Clay had a good game. I mean, the Warriors played terrible last night, man. They played terrible and still beat them by like almost twenty points. So it was like I don't I don't know what more Cleveland can do. Yeah. Hoping a prayer. 
<laughs> but we will, yeah. we shall see. <laughs> I guess they can hope. Um, what's his name? Curses KD again. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was this? The bass guy or something? I can't remember his name. He's like a rapper, and he like he like put a curse on KD. Why? And then he like. <laughs> I don't know. Like he just has this thing where he puts curses. He had a curse on James Harden this year, and then like he was on ESPN. He was on ESPN first take today, and I think he lifted the curse on James Harden. Oh my god! Are you serious? I'm I'm serious. It's just it's just funny because he curses people, and then then ironically they end up playing terrible. So like I don't I don't. It's like the Madden curse, or maybe the uh, is there a two NBA two K eighteen or two K curse that that we might have? I, I don't know. Well, so your boy, uh, your boy, uh, push off boy, I like to call him, uh, Kyrie Irving, <laughs> he looks like he's going to be on the cover of the next, uh, NBA 2K, which I think is interesting. Yeah, man. I think they're running out of people. They've already had, <laughs> <laughs> like when I saw Paul George on it last year, I was like, okay, they're just running out of people. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. It's a lot well, of superstars in the league, man. <laughs> I, maybe not as much as it used to be like in the nineties. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just weird. They're going down. I mean, he's a superstar though. I ain't gonna say they're running out of folks. He he'll- Well, it's just, it's just like, I don't know. Like last year, I was like, it was like, it was like LeBron, Katie, Steph, James Harden. Westbrook <laughs> went with EA Sports so they couldn't get him because he was on the cover of, um, live or they something. They must have paid him Before. good horrible choice yeah. but yeah and then it's like the next year you had all these a-listers and then the next year you have paul george just like huh yeah yeah i think kobe was on the uh gold edition or whatever it's called yeah which i think Shaq is on a gold edition of this version uh so yeah he is so I, that might be how they're trying to do it have a current player and a legend it might be legends edition it might be what it's called well, I guess, I guess in a way you're right though. There's just, just so many faces in the NBA. Like, I, I can't believe like this year Tom Brady's going to be on the cover of Madden for like the first time ever. This is his so, first time. I believe it is. Yeah, man, I'm tired of seeing these Patriots pop on it. Wasn't Grunk on it last year? <laughs> Grunk was on it last man, get year. Get these stinging Patriots off the freaking cover, man. <laughs> Nobody want to see that. Oh man, they deserve it. Dude, I, I like the hate. I like the hate, but they deserve I'm, it. Man. I'm just like, come on, man. This Super Bowl was like the best Super Bowl. Oh like, my god, they were not supposed to win to, that game. They, you have to respect the comeback, man. I you have to respect it. it. I respect it, but them jokers <laughs> weren't supposed to win that game, though. That's on oh, everything, son. <laughs> Dude, I had so many people calling me at halftime talking joke. <laughs> Nobody called me after the game, nah. though. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, yeah, Kyrie, like, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't necessarily, like, have a problem with Kyrie, but he just, I feel like he gets way more hype than he's, than he deserves, just because he pushes off all the freaking time and hooks. Nobody sees that. Nobody sees it. I don't, I I don't know. I guess he... He's real sly with it though, yeah. so you have to give him that. Like he, he, he. It's like a natural motion, kind of like when Jordan pushed um the dude from the Jazz out of the way and hit that shot. <laughs> hey, like I, <laughs> Jordan pushed off, man. He pushed off. You know he pushed off. Yeah, he may, maybe a little, maybe a little, <laughs> a little. Oh man, he shoved, he shoved him like the Hulk. <laughs> hey, hey, teach his own. LeBron run over people. Kyrie push him off. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was watching this clip today of, um, it was this, I guess it was like a playoff game or something, or maybe it wasn't a playoff game, but it was just a regular season game when Charles Barkley went to the 
Rockets. Uh-huh. It was it's just like Jordan and him like going back and forth. Like they were just showing all these clips of them running down the floor, shoving each other and stuff. It was so funny. They were talking so much noise. Man, I don't think I'll start a fight with Chuck, man. No. No. Did you remember that time him and Shaq fought? <laughs> no, I don't yeah, I think I do oh, remember dude. that. I do remember I that. gotta see you that clip. Oh, I man. gotta see you that clip, dude. It's so funny. Dude, it's so funny. Dude, speaking of Shaq, man, I think I saw the most disgusting thing ever with Shaq. <laughs> you might Uh-oh. you might know what I'm talking about. Uh yeah. no. <laughs> there was this episode of uh what's the show they got called? Ernie and all them inside the NBA. Oh, inside the NBA, yeah. yeah. I guess it was like in between commercials or whatever, and Shaq had his shoes off. <laughs> and he no socks. Oh my oh god. Oh my god, dude, don't watch it. It's the most horrible thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> they were showing his ashy feet on national TV. <laughs> it was horrible, man. It was so disgusting. Uh, so disgusting. Get that man some cocoa butter. Man, that wouldn't even help his feet. His feet deformed, man. <laughs> oh lord. Don't, don't look it up. <laughs> oh my god. It, it's quite That's horrible, so man. It's quite horrible. Well, shoot, in the, in the vein of sports, I guess this, this is the only other sports related thing we have. Um, Jalen Rose is apparently getting a sitcom. Um, so when you said sitcom, <laughs> I, I immediately think, okay, is this going to be like a, um, uh, what, a community or something like that? Like, like a TV show. Like this is, this clip with him and Kobe, it's a, it's on the, like they shot a pilot for it. Really? Um, it's called Jalen versus everybody. Oh God. And, um, it's basically him and he's like, uh, it's just sh- kind of showing his life, trying to balance his life between ESPN being a retired player and like he taking care of his two daughters. And like he, it's, it's so funny though, because like the, to me, the funniest thing about this is that he has a co-host on this. Like, okay, so back, back when Bill Simmons was with ESPN, they had a show called, it started off as a Jalen Rose podcast and then it turned into Jalen and Jacoby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I've seen So that. like, J- Jacoby's like the producer or whatever. And like, um, now they're actually on TV. Um, so it's kind of b- blown up a little bit. And, um, they've got some dude on this pilot playing Jacoby. <laughs> <laughs> why you can play yourself? <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, why can't you just get him to do it? But yeah, it's it's kind of weird, but at the same time, like if it if if it shows anything like this clip of him and Kobe, like I'm gonna be watching every episode because yeah. it's just like I think Kobe would be a really good well, he is a good actor, like in this clip. Yeah. Like he just He's pretty good. He funny. does a really good job. Yeah, I'm surprised Jalen. I guess but Jalen's already in front of the camera all the time. But yeah, it, it is quite funny. Uh the olive joke. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get it first. Yeah. Like, what? Oh that oh <laughs> And the tweet thing is so apparently the um the Lakers are gonna put a statue of Kobe out in front of the Staples Center or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like Jalen Rose was tweeting that um that he should be on the statue um playing defense against Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, since he scored eighty one points on. Hey, you gotta get on a statue any way you can, man. Um yeah, that's funny. That's, that's funny. exactly what he said too. He was like, I'm trying to get up there any way I can. Oh man, that is hilarious. That is freaking hilarious. But yeah, the clips floating around Facebook, you can just probably Google Jalen Rose, Kobe Bryant. And it'll probably be the first thing that pops up, but it's, it's only like a minute long, but it's pretty funny. Like, I can't wait to see this show. Sports season, man. Sports season. You know? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, man. So, uh, <laughs> have you been regretting the Ryzen, uh, move yet? Or are you still on board? With uh, it? <laughs> <laughs> not really. I mean, we can get into it. Like, um, so you want to like kind of segue into the core nine, yeah. core, the core story? Yeah, let's do you it. You want to talk about that or? Yeah, let's do it. And then I'll give you my, I'll give you my Ryzen reaction after you talk about it a little bit. <laughs> Well, uh, I don't know how too much I can go in this story. I think you probably, <laughs> well, well, anyway, uh, Intel released the X series, um, processors, uh, going all the way from the i5 to the i7 and adding an i9 in this iteration. And they are, uh, of course, pitching these processors to, uh, gamers. Um, I would say probably a lot of VR and multi-processing type things. Uh, what I'm trying to think of the cores. Okay, so there's the 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 first the oh, i5x the I think is is going to be if I'm not mistaken it's going to be four cores four four cores eight threads the i5 one hang on let me make sure I get this right okay so the i5x the the lowest one is four cores four threads the i the i5 7640x then you have the core i7-7740x which is four cores eight threads. Then you have the 7800X, which is six cores, 12 threads. Then you have the 7820X, which is eight cores, 16 threads. And I'm not finished. Okay, the 7900X is 10 cores, 20 threads. And that's probably the realm of the normal human being buying stuff, because this is going to cost you a G. Yeah, this, is, this, this top yeah, this one is, is coming out of the G. Okay. Oh, actually, that's not the top well, one. Well, so, well, like, this, well, it's not the top one, but this one you just mentioned, I meant, though, I meant to say is coming out about yeah, $999. For the layman. Yeah. But there's yeah, more. So like, yeah. So that's the one that costs us $1,000. Now they have a Core i9-7920X, 12 cores, 24 threads, $1,200. You know, if you, if you need a few more, few more cores. And then they have the 7940X. Which is fourteen cores, twenty. That threads. is ridiculous, dude. Fourteen hundred dollars, and we're not done yet. The seventy nine sixty X is sixteen cores, thirty two <laughs> threads, and it costs seventeen hundred dollars. That is true. And there's one more. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> there's a seventy nine eighty XE, eighteen cores, thirty six threads, two grand. That's more than my entire computer cost. Wow. For just the CPU. Wow. You know, but I mean, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm say all that being said, I mean, we're thinking of it in the gaming sense, but I can see where this can be used in programming because we have to do like these load tests on our against our APIs, and mm-hmm. the the capacity that you can actually do it on is limited by the processor of your machine. Now you can coordinate it um, with the software with different computers to run at the same time. That's how you kind of simulate a bunch of machines hitting it because you can only do whatever how many cores are in your current machine your desktop machine to do it from one at one time but yeah. you know if you have other people networking in you can kind of simulate multiple machines that way but with this processor <laughs> you can do a lot Super more computer yeah you can do a lot more from one machine <laughs> instead of having to coordinate with different people to do like load tests yeah. and stuff so from a developer's point of view it could help in that capacity but as far as gamers what do you have for me sir Okay, so, like, let me frame this a little bit. So, if you, unless you've been under a rock, uh, beginning of March, uh, AMD released their Ryzen line, which was, okay, so the thing was, 
Intel's like top processor at the time, the name escapes me, but it was eight core, 16 threads and it was a thousand dollars or actually I think it was like 11 or $1,200. And so AMD released this, their high end, their highest end processor, $500, eight cores, 16 threads. So like their whole argument is you can get the performance of this Intel chip for like half the price. And even though the IPC, which if you don't know what IPC means, it's instructions per clock, the Intel processors still beat out the AMD processors there. But this processor is really, really close. It was really, really close to the Intel one. And um, it's like, why would you spend 500 more dollars for like like 5 or 10% more performance? It just didn't make any sense. Yeah. So basically the whole argument was I can get top-level CPU performance for half the price. And like everybody was like, everybody was like, oh my god, everybody was panicking. Like the Intel people were panicking. Yeah. Like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, Intel needs to drop prices. Intel needs to drop prices. And the thing is, Intel never drops their prices. They never do. Like a, even when AMD was kicking their butt with AMD sixty four, like ten, well, probably like fifteen years ago, yeah, around two thousand two, they didn't drop prices. So basically, Intel kind of combated this whole thing in their own way. So now it's like. If you want the best CPU, you know, you still have to go with Intel. You know, we're not dropping our prices, but, you know, AMD can't claim that you can get just as good as performance for like half the price anymore. Yeah. Because, you know, we have like ridiculous CPU perform. Like, like I just, this is blowing my mind. And the other thing is like with Ryzen, they will be probably releasing some more Ryzen chips later on this year. With higher threat counts, because there's there was a rumored 16 core 32 thread um, Ryzen CPU that will be coming out later this year, but I mean I just think it's a masterstroke for Intel because you know they're still claiming the top end, so I think that's a I think it's really cool. Even though I jump ship, I I still think it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, dude, just to, just what they can do, uh, what they're doing with these processors, man, and. It it just makes me feel like they were just sitting on this. Uh, <laughs> oh, I believe I believe they were too. It, like no doubt. Yeah, because I they mean, were. like you said, there was so much hype around the Ryzen release and you know what they're doing at the competitive prices they're coming coming out with this stuff on, and then all of a sudden a month later we're getting all this Intel news of these <laughs> freaking ridiculous processors with, uh, you know, it's not so much the megahertz anymore. We're going for ultra cores and all this Par- stuff. Parallels, and, yeah, yeah, and they're they're just like. I, they had to be sitting on this, just waiting for the shoe to drop on the AMD side to actually, <laughs> actually blow everybody out the water. Because man, this Definitely. this looks awesome. Definitely. Okay, so there is one caveat to this. So if you have a LG eleven fifty one motherboard right now, which I think is the latest Intel motherboard, you can't just drop one of these CPUs in to your motherboard basically intel releases like their consumer product and they release their enthusiast product the enthusiast chipsets are like the x ones like the x99 which came out a couple years ago i think now it's like x399 is are the newest ones and the other thing is intel changes their sockets just about every year so amd still has an edge here because am4 they've committed to am4 for at least like at least three or four years like am3 and am3 three plus were around forever 
um, they they were around for a really really long time. So, like, if you do have a Ryzen um, system, like that's one thing to take solace in is that when the next Ryzen processor comes out, you won't have to buy a new motherboard. Yeah. You can just buy the CPU and drop it in your your current system. You don't have to upgrade your motherboard or your RAM or any of that stuff. So, like, that's that's kind of like the the takeaway here is that. You know, to keep up with Intel, and this is something I didn't think about when I bought my Intel system, is that, you you know, you're going to, if you want to upgrade to the latest processor, which I'll take that back with the sense that the Cabby Lake processors that Intel released this year, that were kind of the successor to the Skylakes. So if you want to upgrade to a Cabby Lake processor, which is like kind of their next jump, um, you can, if you have an LGA1150 motherboard, you, if I'm... Um, Okay, so so they're both LGA 1151, but the chipsets are different. Um, and you can, like, if you just buy a Cabby Lake processor, you can't just drop it in your current motherboard unless you do a BIOS update. But uh, it is possible. That's not a bit too bad. You know? So, but like the next jump, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's like Cannon Lake. Uh-huh. You will, you will need an entire new motherboard and... I think Intel's got some kind of new RAM that they're coming out with, so yeah, I don't even know if it has DD- question I don't marks know- beside memory support. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if DDR is going to be um, DDR four is going to be their thing, or if they're going to have some kind of special Intel RAM. Or I could just be pulling it out of my butt. I don't remember, <laughs> but I do know that, that you will have to get a new motherboard, which isn't that big a deal. I mean, you can get a new motherboard for like a hundred bucks, but you know, that's a hundred bucks on top of. Well, that's the other thing. If you're getting one of these processors, yeah. you're probably not going to want to buy a cheap motherboard. Yeah. So you're probably going to be spending two or three hundred dollars on the motherboard as well. So yeah, money, money is so- probably not an object if you're getting one of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just something to think about. You know, maybe maybe in ten years or something when I'm doing very well for myself, hopefully <laughs> I might want to spring for one of these. But I'm quite happy with my six core twelve thread Ryzen. I mean, it's it's getting things done. I will say this, though, since we're on CPUs, and I don't mean to just ramble on, but I do know, like, there, like, I'm trying to figure out the way to frame this. There were a lot of gaming um, issues with the, the Ryzen processors when they first came out, um, and I believe a lot of that's probably software optimization, and the only reason I know that is because um, I loaded up Reason 9.2 when I installed my system, and I would try to play stuff that I'd, that I'd recorded and just played fine on my Core i5, set up the 6600K, and it would, um, it would not be able, like, it would just, the processor, like, just something, there was some kind of software incompatibility because the performance was just, like, terrible. Are you talking about audio or video? Audio. Oh. Audio. Hmm. Reason. Reason audio. So, like, it was just terrible, like, like this, like I said, this song that I recorded just fine on the i5 was just like hiccuping and stopping because the CPU was getting overloaded. Oh man! And it wasn't re- it wasn't really getting overloaded, but the software just wasn't really optimized for it. So Reason or Propellerhead, excuse me, they just released Reason 9.5. So I downloaded the demo and loaded it up, and my stuff plays just fine, plays perfect. And CPU, bar- like there's barely a CPU or, I mean, I guess it's not really CPU load. It's the DSP. Um, there's like a DSP meter on the, on the work, on the program. Mm-hmm. And it, it basically indicates when the CPU is overloaded. And my CPU wasn't really getting overloaded with, with 9.2 because I could pull up the task manager and see it was only using like 
what, 15% of the CPU, but Reason thought that it was overloaded. Yeah, that's weird. But with 9. But with 9.5, I mean, it, it, everything runs fine, runs perfect. So I believe once uh, or if, you know, it remains to be seen how dedicated developers are to the AMD's new platform. But, you know, I believe most of the issues that people have been having with Ryzen are probably just a software optimization away, you know? Yeah. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I'm really happy with it, though. Sweet, sweet, man. <laughs> Rent off. <laughs> So I guess we'll next we'll talk about some um Nintendo wrapping up their production. So uh, oh, yeah. I find it funny that like um even though people tend to fuss and holler about there's no games for the Switch, still you can't find a Switch because they're sold yeah. out. And uh, apparently uh Nintendo is going to ramp up production according to a report from the, from Financial Times. Um yeah, Nintendo has kind of stated that they want to sell 10 million Switches this year. And yeah, I don't know how many they've done already, but I don't think it's been that many just because the production has not been yeah. um out there as much and you know, you still can't find one really. So um <laughs> yeah, I mean I they definitely need to do need to do this because, you know, hopefully we have Mario coming later this year and a lot of people want to play that as well as um people who haven't got onto Zelda. But you know, the Christmas season is coming up and I really think it's going to be a huge, huge Christmas gift this holiday season. Uh, oh yeah. I guess we don't know when the Scorpio is coming out, but it, they may, they may be going uh, head to head. Yeah. Should be. Should be like later this year. I think it's like October, November. I think maybe. Yeah. I don't know if we got a release date yet for the, uh, for, for the Scorpio. We should, we should get it at E3 if we haven't gotten it already. I don't think we have got it yet. Yeah. Okay, so like my thing is I really wish that I would have talked to Carl a little more about this because I I don't know, like I have a I have a couple of friends and associates and coworkers and we talk about like gaming all the time and the funny thing about this is when you talk about the the lack of switches to like a Nintendo fanboy, at least in my experience, uh-huh. they like to they like to play it up as like this genius Nintendo marketing trick where where they intentionally short the the Wii, you know, they intentionally short them because they want everybody to be talking about them and they want everybody to want one. Uh. And it's like a good, it's like a great PR thing. And eventually, you know, everybody gets one that wants one and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, come on, man. They're a company. They have fiscal targets to meet. If they don't put out enough switches that, if they don't put out enough switches and people want one and they can't buy one, they're leaving money. Yeah. They're leaving money on the table, and no company wants to leave money on the table. I'm gonna tell you exactly what happened with the switch. Let's at least it. in my, at least in my opinion. So, the Wii was like this huge hit. You know, they couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't make those things fast enough. I see where you're going with this. <laughs> so, like the Wii U was supposed to be like the Wii, but better, and they like had all this production for it. Like when the Wii U came out, there was no shortage of Wii U's. Yeah. I mean, they were they they had plenty of them, and nobody bought them. It yeah. didn't sell. It flopped, and you know, I think it really hit Nintendo hard. Yeah. And my my thing is this: like, I think there was a shortage of Wii's because I don't think Nintendo really knew how well it was going to sell. So I don't think they were as bullish on the production. And I believe that's why there's a shortage of Wii's. I mean, to me, that's the only thing that makes sense. 
Yeah, they're 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 definitely a little um, tepid. Is that the word? They're a little reluctant on um, the production. I think so. With it at, on this go around, just because you know uh, they got bit in the butt with the Wii U, and yeah, you know, you just uh, it makes sense to only have out there what you're going to know is going to sell. It's kind of like what they did with the uh, Nintendo Classic as well. They didn't make that many. They wanted to make enough that they know would would sell. So I think that's kind of just a result of what you said. They overcompensated a little bit with the Wii U and maybe even at the end of the Wii's life cycle. Um, but yeah, they, they want to put out there what they know will definitely sell. And, and there's no use of making consoles to have them sit on the shelves. But by the same token, I think you need to satisfy your clientele and make as many as you can. Because if you have people who want one and they have to, you know, get it at a high markup markup on eBay or something like that, or wait in line or at, at midnight to try to get one off the truck. Uh, that's just too much for anybody, man. And nobody wants to do that. And it's like, like the thing that, that, that they like to me, the flaw in the argument that they're intentionally doing this is like the big, I don't care how well the console is in demand. Like the biggest buzz you can possibly get is that launch. And you have a lot of people like me you know, who were really, really hyped about it at lunch. And I would have bought one at lunch if I could have found one. But now it's like, it's like, you know, if I found, you know, like if I found one today, I probably wouldn't buy it. And, you know, maybe around Christmas time, I'll look at it again. But I just feel like they left a lot of money on the table. Yeah, And maybe it was just them also knowing that they wouldn't have another marquee title out until the fall. So maybe, you know, we'd have Zelda out and, you know, That's true. We'll, we'll catch the Zelda zombies. And other than that, you know, we not going to really have anything in the pipeline until later on in the year. So from that aspect, it kind of makes sense why they wouldn't overproduce this early. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. So, um, what's next? Uh, since we're talking about gaming, <laughs> uh, Far Cry 5 is coming out. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I really don't know how to talk about this. Uh, about that. <laughs> so, there's a big, huge, ginormous controversy over this game because basically, you're going to be shooting a bunch of white people. Yeah, yeah. White Americans. I mean, like, let's synthesize it down to what the controversy is about. It's about that. So the whole game is kind of framed around a cult, yeah. an American cult. You know, think like David Koresh, or I can't think of another one that was as as crazy as he is. But there's there's been plenty of them. Yeah, and Take your pick. yeah. So apparently. You're going to go try to liberate the people from this cult, I guess. I don't, I, I, I haven't really read too much about it. I watched the trailer and it's basically this dude talking like he's God and he's got all these people and he's baptizing oh, this lady in the water and dude. Man, yeah. I, I, I think it's really threefold when you look at the trailer and the kind of the controversy around it. One, you said definitely the killing white people. <laughs> Number two, I think the whole um, America thing is in Montana. So, you yeah. know, we're, we're on American soil doing these things. And thirdly, the whole religion thing, which is the most offensive to me, but I do see the angle they're coming at. And maybe it's still, maybe it is a story that needs to be told, you know, yeah. uh, like you, like you mentioned, like the, the Dave Koresh, um, all these other type of cult things we've had, not so much recently, but definitely in the nineties and before, um, 
So yeah, it's, I think it's a story worth telling. But but all that being said, I don't know how I feel about the the uh, Last Supper esque cover. They have yeah, that's very very yeah, very controversial. It. Yeah, like that to me, that's the most controversial thing about this entire thing is the whole Last Supper parody. But like as far as like the religion thing, at least for me, like I've seen my wife watches all these crime shows about like people killing folks and like crazy like cults and all this other stuff it's like i i to me there's a layer of, of abstraction from like christianity and like like cult stuff so like i don't yeah. like i don't even like put them in the same ballpark but as far as you know, the last supper thing like i i didn't really notice that until you mentioned it but yeah you're absolutely right that, that looks pretty bad yeah yeah yeah, we have a storied history in America of these things. <laughs> they're they're running out of ideas and I just think it's funny because like Ghost Recon Wildlands were killing Mexican people and then most most of the Ghost Recon games you're killing like Korean people or yeah. you know, and it's like nobody has a problem with that, but you set a game in America and you kill people who aren't quote unquote cookie cutter terrorists and yeah. it's like everybody goes nuts. I need one of those um joker dark knight memes for that <laughs> yeah yeah like you said it's not all just black and white you know it's not all people in in, in foreign lands doing bad stuff there's some bad stuff going on here actually and you know yeah uh regardless how you feel about people being killed in video games i think it may be a story that's worth telling uh who knows which direction they actually go in <laughs> in the absurd yeah. or just the quirky or or you know like some of these properties like they're just very uh, blatantly try to come against any type of religion on uh, in their medium. So we'll we'll see where it goes. It does sound interesting though. Um, I won't really want to play Far Cry Four. I haven't played a Far Cry since like two, I believe. So I'm way behind. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes, man. I I think that I just think it's funny that it took them five games to make a game set in America. America. Like, I, I think that's <laughs> I think that's funny, but yeah. I'm, I'm, that's kind of on my radar now. I'll keep an eye out for it and just see how things develop and see what the review scores are. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So man, <laughs> did you see any of the, uh, WWDC news today? I did not, but I kind of, I, I clicked around on some of those links you gave me. So it's very, very interesting. You yeah. want to elaborate? Yeah. I guess we can hit a few of the hot spots. We have the, uh, first, there's a, Moved from, I think, the 9.5 to the 10.5-inch uh, Apple iPad Pro, which, you know, mm-hmm. b- bigger screen, a little faster chip in there. Um, iOS 11, I think, has some pretty cool improvements, which I thought were were noteworthy. Uh, it, it's, it's starting to look more and more like a desktop, man. They're slowly moving oh, yeah. in that direction, so that seems kind of cool. Yeah, they're seeing that surf, all that surface love, and they want to get in on it. <laughs> Come and get your love. Okay. Anyway, uh, also <laughs> we have um, the, um, I guess the Amazon Echo competitor, which is funny and maybe even a good move. How they're actually pitting this? They're actually saying it's the uh, HomePod, uh, which they're kind of um, pimping it more as a speaker rather than. Uh, a voice connected home uh automation slash uh what's the word for it personal digital yeah. personal assistant type thing yeah 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 definitely and you know i think it's cool because the stuff i saw where they showed how uh it syncs up with other ones to play audio throughout the house and it's like yeah. it has this built-in um 
uh, array of speakers that can simulate surround sound. And people have been saying uh, that we're actually at the event and heard it said it sounds really good. Who knows how it sounds in the actual room? Uh, who knows? But, <laughs> but, but yeah, I think this is really cool. And uh, I, you know, it's, it's just like Apple to put a different spin on something and not really tout the voice aspects, you know, cause it's really just a, a, a Siri speaker, <laughs> but they're calling it a home pod. Yeah. So, um, of course, all their voice, uh, things are going to be good. And it does have the advantage of being hooked into Apple music and being able to play anything in the Apple catalog. So I think that is really cool and, and, uh, seems like a pretty viable product. And, um, yeah. Echo should uh, <laughs> has has a new competitor in the space. Okay, I have two things to say about this. The first thing to me, like the name HomePod, to me just sounds so uninspired. But you know what they're going I, after, right? Yeah, I, I get it. But it's like when, like the iPod hasn't been re- relevant for at least a decade. <laughs> at least a decade, yeah. and you're gonna bust out with a pot something pod like yeah. it's, it just makes it seem a little antiquated just by the name. Don't get me wrong. I say that, but I can't technically think of a better name. So I'm, I guess I'm kind of peeing in the wind there. Yeah. But, um, the other thing is for me, like, I just don't, I'm not really big on this personal assistance kick that's going on. Like, I just, I, I'm not really, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like I had, I got a Google home for free. It sat on my desk for like a month. I never even had like the desire to open it and I just ended up selling it. Cause I, oh, I just, oh man, come on, like, dude. I just, I don't, I don't see the, the I, it's like, hey, 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 Google, what's the weather like? Or I can just tap my phone two clicks and click the weather app and see it. It's like, I, dude, I, you have, you have to use it in the context of your normal life. You don't have to try to fit it in. So what I'm saying is, you can like, uh, Siri, wake me up at nine a.m. Uh. I mean, I do it all the time. My phone, I'll be like, I'm, I'm getting ready to take a nap. Wake me up in an hour. Uh, what's the weather today? Um, with your phone, it's yes, like, but, and your phone goes with you everywhere. But, you always have your phone yeah, with you, but and I this do, sits in one place. But I do talk to my phone though. I just hit the Google button and talk to it. So I can see the advantage of where it's always listening and you can just directly talk to it. I, yeah. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I can kind of see some applications for it. It's just like, I don't think this is something like, okay, I'll give you an, I'll give you my, like, I I feel about this like how I felt about podcasts like 15 years ago. Like only the geeks were using podcasts, you know, and yeah, like yeah. now everybody uses them. So eventually I know this is going to going to become a huge thing. It's just like right now there's really nothing about it that makes me want to say like I got to have one of these. I guess yeah. this is where I'm coming from. I get not, that. I not, get that. Not, not to, not to knock them for what they're doing because I feel like this is a space Apple definitely needed to, you know, throw their hat in because, you know, Google and Amazon are kind of owning it right now. And I'm sure there's been plenty of people that have wanted a Siri version of like the Alexa or whatever it's called. So like yeah. that all makes sense to me, but it's just like, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, it's just like, kind of indifferent for me yeah i mean again all that being said i've never owned a uh siri or a google home i've just used it on my phone so but i do use the voice part i use it all the time so you know yeah yeah i I was using do voice recognition has gotten so much better like when i was when i was texting with you this morning Mm. i wasn't actually typing anything i was just talking under my phone oh cool. cool so like i use it too and it's like it learns your voice and it learns like like how you pronounce stuff because i mean it's just so good now i never have to go back and change words like i used to just a couple years ago yeah but i think it's really amazing 
Yeah, and um, a few more things these guys announced. They announced the uh, Core ML, which is actually their uh, on-device AI system, which it has APIs that developers can tap into. But instead of uh, like Google, when all all the AI AI uh, picture recognition, face recognition, or whatever is built into the cloud. Uh, Apple is like taking a spin and, you know, Apple ultra privacy, quote unquote, they're trying to put it all on their device. So this is kind of what their core ML efforts are. And uh, also they announced something called AR kit. I'm not sure if this is new or not, but they announced AR kit and uh, yeah, it's new, new reality bending developer platform. Oh, augmented reality. Yeah. And it's basically um, the demo they show was really cool. I mean, really cool. They had this table. That had like this, uh, medieval, was it a medi- medieval type, uh, thing set up on it, but they were looking at it through their iPad and it was like really cool, man. They had a little dude <laughs> jump off the end of the table. <laughs> so <laughs> I, they're doing some really, really cool things with, with AR here. And, you know, it makes me wonder, is it better to have AR in the glasses? Is, is it better to have it on the device? Or is it better to have it in something like, uh, what is the, uh, HoloLens or, or or some head mounted device. I don't think we know yet, but it's cool to see them play around with it. And you know, I think eventually we'll get to where it's a practical application for some of this stuff. But again, it's like right now it's still very very early stages. Yeah, yeah. All this sounds interesting. Um, I'll, I'm gonna have to look up that AR demo because I really really like the HoloLens demo from last year where they had the Minecraft map on the table. Yeah. Um I'm I'm really yeah, I I'm really interested in that, so I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, that this demo so. is very similar. Very similar and it, it it looks freaking awesome. It, the graphics just look beautiful. I was very shocked by it. But of course I was watching on my phone, so I don't maybe I need to look <laughs> it on big screen to see if it actually does look good. Cool. Alright, well to wrap up our news, um AT and T has been like Really, really throwing their hat into the IPTV space, or I guess it wouldn't be IPTV, it's stream TV, or I yeah, don't, I don't, whatever you call it. Um, so you know, there's a direct TV now, um, that they released not too long ago, and it looks like if you have a unlimited $70 unlimited bundle, you can get the channels for free. Dude, now, am I reading that right? Yeah, now this, this is just crazy, man. So I actually, um, I actually signed up for the free month of uh direct TV now to try it out. And it's actually really, really good, man. Um, I think they do a few things by not trying to directly mirror what's on the TV. You know, the menu system is a little different. The searching is a little different, but you get used to it. But I found the picture, picture quality really good and it was an enjoyable, enjoyable experience. So here, what they're doing is leveraging, um, uh, direct TV and AT&T, which are the same company. Now they're alleging that to give for an extra $10 on the unlimited plan to give like 60 channels, which is just bonkers. If you really think about it, man, uh, you're going to pay $60 anyway for your phone, maybe more, but for just 10 extra dollars to get 60 channels, they are really, really pushing it up against the competition. Yeah. It's like they, they're really pushing these services because like also like I think if you have their unlimited their highest tier unlimited family plan you get HBO for, well it's on here too free HBO wow <laughs> you, that is you get crazy, HBO man. for free so how I can mean, you compete like, with that man you can't compete with that yeah they're really really Jeez. putting the pressure on 
it's just having these different services all linked to one company. You can kind of leverage them all. So I guess they were, you know, they, I, this feels like something they've been planning wow. for a while. I don't know if they actually have been, but. That's amazing, dude. That's almost worth just going to AT and T for for, it, for real. You Gee. know, especially for your cord cutter, and you 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 have a phone anyway. It's like it's a no brainer, you know. Because you got to think if you get, I think if you get the Direct TV now, TV now package alone is like forty bucks. So yeah, it's forty. That, that's an impeccable deal, man. Yeah, no doubt. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> Jeez, I'll have to. See if I can spin up another trial of Direct TV now. I haven't used it lately. I used it like a while while ago. I'll have to see what improvements they've made. Yeah, I tried a few more months back. It was pretty good and I enjoyed it. Cool. Well, all right. I guess that's all the news. Yeah. Is is it all the news? Yeah, we yeah, got yeah. we got through it. <laughs> cool. This has been a very news heavy podcast. I mean, I guess we don't really have a main, main topic, but um, E3 is coming up. Yeah. Uh, I think the Microsoft press conference is Sunday. Yes. Yes. This Sunday. Yeah. Um, I think so. It's 11th, I think. When is the 11th? Yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, is there anything you're looking forward to or that you're anticipating or even that you hope to see well, in, man. in the next E3? Yeah, man, it's just so funny. Like the pre three is getting earlier and earlier. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah, like that's very true. It's like E three happens before E three happens, but but yeah, it's as far as just things I'm looking for. Of course, we've talked about it before. I'm looking forward to the Scorpio. Uh, I think they re- recently released a video of the dev kit to kind of tout what was in the dev kit, which I don't know how much sense that makes because the dev kit is not going to be what we get. <laughs> you know, it's a little more briefed out. So the uh, the developers can have a little overhead to do some things and, and test and all that crap. So, uh, but I'm definitely interested in the Scorpio. I think they just recently trademarked an S symbol of some type. So it, it's very likely that it could be called Scorpio. And yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to see what Microsoft do and maybe even more importantly, uh, what games will we get from them? Um, I, I don't think anyone really knows. They've been holding the cards tight to their chest. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what titles they actually announce. Cause as we have talked, talked about before many times with the, with the switch, you know, you gotta have the software to go behind the, the nice, pretty hardware. So yeah, I'm excited about that. Is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to? Well, one of the main things I was kind of hoping to find out was, so we know destiny two is coming to PC, but, my my curiosity was like, is it coming out for Steam? Is it going to be on Windows Store? But it, they kind of recently announced that it's going to be on Battle.net. Of all places. <laughs> <laughs> Which, it kind of makes sense now, like, because Activision owns Blizzard. Yeah. So, yeah. It, w- it would make sense for Blizzard to leverage that platform instead of going to, like, Steam or going to, like, the Origin Store or something. Why not push Battle.net? I mean, it's what Overwatch is using, and Overwatch is, like, gangbusters right now, so... Yeah, um, and then, like, I mean, one of the things we've been fussing... Well, I've been fussing, griping about recently, and I kind of talked to you about, is, like, the overabundance of different installers just to run the game. Oh, my and, God, yes. And and it could be the case, instead of them trying to roll their own, they'll just take this company over here that we're a part of, really, and just throw ours in there, and that can save maybe millions on development costs and things like that. Yeah, and they're not paying licensing fees yeah. to... 
to Steam or giving them. I think Steam takes like, I think it's like thirty percent or something. It's like it's it's a huge amount. No wonder everybody's rolling their own. <laughs> Good gracious! And it's funny. It's funny. Like I get why why Valve doesn't make games anymore. Like one of my friends told me this uh, the other day. He was like, "Valve's used to make games. Now they make money." <laughs> yeah, it, it's so funny because they fuss at Microsoft for doing the same thing, and they yeah, they, that's basically what they do is just you know put your game in our store and we'll uh, reap the benefits, just like Apple. Yeah. Steam isn't fighting the man steam is the man oh man basically but what? yeah um other than that um i, I hope to, like i said i hope to see some more stuff about destiny too um but mainly i'm hoping to st- I, like i have a feeling that that sony might announce their next console because man, this seems really uh, early it is early but just think about all the shine the Scorpio's getting this year. Like, it, like nobody's talking about the PlayStation Pro anymore. Like, nobody is. It's all about the Scorpio hype. So, I, I, I feel like they may announce, even though it won't come out for maybe a year or two, they may just have like a trailer. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like they might do something, even if they just announce when it's coming out. Like, I feel like there's going to be some kind of buzz about the PS5. Uh, other than that, um, what do you, what do you think about the 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 VR story will be this E3? Do you think we'll hear anything from uh Microsoft or maybe uh an upgrade or something on the PlayStation side? I know we're not going to hear anything from Nintendo, so Um my thing about VR is I don't really think it's ready yet for like you know, I I still think that Sony's may maybe a little bit unsure about the PSVR or whatever it's called. I don't know if they're, you know, cuz there there haven't been a whole lot of AAA games coming out for it lately. You had you had a Resident Evil 7 come out for it, but I haven't really heard of anything else, you know, recently that's come oh, out for Star it. Trek, man. What? That game is Star, Star Trek's coming awesome. Out? Star Trek's on PSVR? It's on I think it's on PS3 uh oh, PSVR, Steam, um uh, Oculus and um Val. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I stand corrected. I thought that was just Steam. I mean, just Steam VR. I didn't realize it was on or yeah. Steam VR and Oculus. I didn't realize it was on PS4 as well. But, um, I don't know, man. Like, I know that Vive or Valve is preparing the next version of the Vive, <laughs> but I don't know if we'll really see anything. As far as the P- PlayStation stuff, I think it's too early for them to announce, especially since the PSVR is, I mean, is it a year old yet? No, no, I think it came out last November, October, somewhere now. Yeah, I, I, I hope they don't announce anything new. I'd, if I had bought one, I'd be really, really upset because, I mean, they, they just released it, so I would hope not. Um, one thing that I would hope to see though is maybe some VR sports titles, like like some AAA sports titles. It'd be interesting to see if like if EA or if Two K Sports is planning anything for VR. Yeah, I think that would be interesting. Yeah, that would be pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. I mean, I think, well, I don't know. I don't know. I think it could be good. Also, uh, I would like to hear Microsoft's story on VR. They've kind of be, uh, hush hush about, um, any inkling of VR on their systems other than their little, um, I forgot what it's called. They have some, some headset they have for Windows that they've talked Hololens. about. 
Well, not Hololens. They had a cheaper version. Um, I forgot. Oh what yeah, it. I forgot about that. They they are partnering with a bunch of companies to release sub three hundred dollar yeah. headsets. Like which, I did, I've completely forgot about that. Yeah, so we might see some of that stuff. Which I don't know how viable those are um, when when it comes to gaming VR. But if these systems are as powerful as they are saying they're going to be, maybe they can um, actually um, have a lot of processing on that side, and it doesn't have to be anything in the headset blah 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 or or chips or stuff in the actual headset headset maybe can be dumbed down so i don't i don't know uh i think we might also get a story of them with maybe partnering with somebody uh probably oculus more than that um yeah there's some there's some rumors about that earlier yeah steam and i mean valve and microsoft kind of have a frosty relationship so i'll yeah it have probably have to be oculus yeah yeah yeah, it would be awesome to just come out and say it would work with any of them, but but I don't think that's going to yeah. happen. Uh, but still, I that think it would be really cool if they're like, yeah, it's compatible with all these. <laughs> yeah, but I think they might have a story that we're not we're we're not prepared. You know, we're not just thinking about it this at this moment. So, yeah, and um, like other than Sony and Microsoft, like honestly, I'm I'm looking more forward to what Nintendo's gonna do even though you know they're not going to have a press conference anymore they normally just do a nintendo direct or something yeah um uh the two things i'm not even really looking forward to the mario game as much as hopefully they announce the pokemon sun and moon version for the switch yeah hopefully there's a rumor that it's going to be called pokemon stars but i think it would be really really cool if they did announce the first console pokemon game Cause I've been wanting that since red and blue came out forever ago. What? 20 years ago. Yeah. Did and, you, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was, was going to say, did you see any of the, uh, actual VR that they showed? Well, AR, I'm sorry, that they showed on the, they showed on the iPhone, uh, today at WWDC. No, I didn't see any but, of it, but it was just basically an updated version of Pokemon go. That looked the oh, whole, really? it looked the whole lot better. Like you could actually see stuff rolling on the ground and you can see the po- Pikachu like walking across the ground instead of, uh, how, uh, badly it was done in the previous version. <laughs> so it was actually yeah. real AR this time. So it, that might be something worth looking into as well. Very cool. And, um, I think it would be interesting if they actually did announce the SNES classic. I don't, I don't really expect to see that at E3. I feel like that's going to be like a last minute holiday, like, hey, we're doing this just for the holidays. Type yeah. Thing. It's not really, it's, it's not really something you can announce this far out, I don't think, but it would be interesting to see if they're going to do anything with that. I still hate that they discontinued the, the other one because I kind of wanted one just for, for collector's item. Yeah. You know? But yeah, that I, I, other than that, I don't really know of anything else that I'm just excited about. So yeah, we'll 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 see. We'll see. We'll keep our ear to the ground. <laughs> Are we going to be doing any coverage of E3 at all? Do you know? Or I would very much like to. Um, it'll be nice if we can do like a 20 minutes every day at the end of the day and kind of just do a wrap up, like you know, release yeah. that each day. That might be nice. If, if the press conferences weren't during working hours, I would love to do like a live blog, but I don't know if we're going to be able to do that. Yeah, no. Nah. Normally have been, well, we could, we could probably live blog the Microsoft one because it's on Sunday, but. Yeah, um, definitely. I just think like we did that a couple times when we actually went to E3. I thought it was a lot of fun. So, well, I don't know. We'll see. Cool. Maybe some Facebook live or something. Who knows? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, like we could do a live cast while they're now. Like I've seen Leo Laporte and those guys do that yeah. one. So yeah, we'll see. We'll cook something up. Cool beans. <laughs> so do we have anything else? No, man. Uh, I guess we can wrap up. I'll just say, uh, go see Wonder Woman. It's awesome. I'm not going to talk about it right now, but you should go see it. <laughs> and we'll have. Oh some- man, yeah. <laughs> I saw I saw this dude like talking about like all the different types of women in it. He was like, they got white women, black women, Asian women, <laughs> fat women, oh, skinny man. women, he dating women. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh man, he's <laughs> he basically said this is 300 for dudes. <laughs> yeah, I just say the Amazonians are all. Awesome, and I could have lived in uh, in Thermosteria for um, you know the whole movie, but we didn't. So um, yeah, but it's it's awesome. You should go see it. It's a great spin on um, it's a great spin on on uh, superhero movies to see a woman's perspective of these things. And I think it's I think everyone should see it. It's a good movie. So is it the best DC movie so far? Oh yeah, by far, easily even better than Dark Knight. Dark Knight is a different piece. It, <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of League of its own. Yeah, it's up there though. It's a, definitely the best of the new movies. It's up there with Dark Knight. No, I don't. I don't know if I would say better, but it's definitely as good as Dark Knight. Okay, so one more question about Warm Woman. Does this make you more excited or less excited for Justice League? Um, more excited, but you have to take uh take into account this is one of woman's origin story and it happens during world war one so it's really way before all of the justice league stuff so it could it could be the right direction but uh again snyder headed off justice league with uh which we have whedon uh uh finishing it so uh you got to take that into account i think patty jenkins actually directed the you know big big time woman director doing this movie and actually making an awesome wonder woman movie so I think maybe we just need more women directors to to uh to to take into account the sensibilities of a superhero movie. <laughs> I don't know. But it's Amen all, to that or awesome a woman to that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man. But other than that, uh, I would I would direct people to um check out my other podcast discussing who will we talk about Doctor Who and other things. So check that out. You working on anything, Carrie, you want to talk about? Um, not really. Uh, we're going to be, I'm, I'm cooking up a new theme song. It might just be a remix of the old one, but, um, hopefully we'll have that in the next few weeks to premiere. Uh, other than that, I'm not really working on a whole lot. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> I guess we'll just see you guys next time we have a podcast. Cool beans, man. Cool beans. All right. So I guess we're signing off guys. Have a good week. We'll see you next time. All right, guys. Very, very quick. I can't I can't beat that. <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty. Hey guys, don't miss an episode of the Tech Pedition Podcast. For more information, go to techpedition.com slash subscribe. T-E-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N dot com.